I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The digital revolution is changing everything about the way our world works. But America's enemies somehow seem to have the upper hand on a lot of these things. Why is that? And how can we better navigate this new age and gain an offensive position for the country? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, there's lots of things to think again about on a Monday. And we want to start today by looking at the world that we live in, the challenges that we face uh, as a culture, as a country, And how that plays to other areas around the world and those that clearly do not have the United States' best interest at heart. Uh, And again, it's not that uh, we have to have kumbaya moments with all the countries of the world. And sometimes we will have allies. Sometimes we will have alliances. We will compete uh, with certain countries on a host of things and we'll be allied with them on other issues that need to be done together. There was an interesting conversation over the weekend uh, that included uh, Senator Ben Sass, Republican from Nebraska, Uh, talking with Steve Hayes, our friend from the dispatch, and they were talking about some of the biggest problems that we face in the nation right now and how we can start to recalibrate how we navigate uh, both the American idea and the digital age that we're living in. Take a listen. I think the biggest problem we face is this point, not just our politics, but our culture, not knowing how to navigate into this digital world and still embrace the American idea. The American idea is universal human rights, principled pluralism, government institutions or power are not the center of life, they're the, they're the frame. And I think right now, that, set, that cluster of ideas that define America, we haven't done civics for 40 or 50 years in this country, and it turns out in technology, uh, when you can create a narcissistic feedback loop that makes everybody feel like they're a victim all day, every day, the American experiment looks pretty fragile. Wow, there's a lot to unpack just in that piece alone. Uh, that this American idea of universal human rights, principled pluralism, and government institutions uh, are not at the center of life, but a framework in which we can do all of these other things, more the freedom to do things and the freedom from uh, the heavy hand of government in so many things. Uh, Senator Sass talked about that, that we haven't done civics in 40 or 50 years in the country. And he he said something that has just so stood out to me in terms of uh, when you create a narcissistic feedback loop on your social media feed that either makes you feel like a victor or a victim every day. Uh, The American system does look a little fragile because it's all winners and losers. And we have to learn to transcend that, especially in our politics and especially in the way we have conversations about the issues of our time. And whether that's climate and environment, whether that's uh, social justice, whether that's opportunity for all, uh, whatever it may be, we have to be able to come together in those things. But if we have so enveloped ourselves in this 
perpetual feedback loop, this narcissistic feedback loop of just hearing what we want to hear and having it repeated over and over and over again every day, it prevents us from having the conversations we need to get to. And yes, it does make our constitutional republic look pretty fragile. Uh, Senator Sass went on to say that if we embrace that America is at its best uh, and at its best can beat authoritarianism, uh, but right now we seem to be on the defensive in so many different areas. Uh, Take a listen. I think a robust, vigorous, decentralized system that privileges the gritty, ensouled humans going to build stuff, that system will beat an autocratic system. The American system at its best would beat techno-authoritarianism that the CCP and Chairman Xi are trying to export. But if you do a crappy version of decentralization, I'm not at all convinced that that beats a strategic-focused centralized system. The digital revolution is going to change everything about the nature of work. It's changing most things about the nature of community. It's radically transforming war. Um, Anytime there's any big disruption, offense has the advantage over defense. When there's new offensive opportunities, defense has a really hard time catching up. And when we have 86% of our critical infrastructure in the private sector, and we don't know how to do defense, and offense has the advantage over defense, and not just the big five, you know, the sort of bad guys of Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, but a grab bag of jihadis that can get coders and try to have cyber attacks of global reach as well. But you've got ransomware attackers that are sort of off book on the edge of 16 Russian oligarchs. There are many, many different offensive actors, and America has to pay defense because we have the luxury, the benefit of only 4% of global population, but we got 24% of global GDP, which means our tech footprint is much bigger than anybody else's, which means the underbelly of what can be attacked is really big. So many uh, important things there in terms of the technology and, and how we have to be, yes, on defense, and we have to be on offense uh, to keep things moving forward. Senator Sass said that instead of trying to catch up and get on the offense in the digital age, we are stuck and we are stuck and we are stuck fighting against ourselves. And right now we're bad at trying to say, hey, partisan fight in Washington between this and that. These are not existential issues. Existential is, is there an American civic shared understanding of that idea of principled pluralism, universal dignity, why a private sector and entrepreneurship matter? And right now we got a bunch of chuckleheads in politics who have confused themselves and they think because they're on the stage that that actually uh, defines the center of meaning. And so we got a bunch of people on the left who aren't sure they believe in the American idea because they think the state should be the center. And then we got a bunch of reactive people on the right who've decided, well, if I don't like their overreach, then what I should want to do is also use the powers of the state against my cultural opponents. It's not America. Uh, So that is a big takedown of our politics in this country. Uh, and where we are, uh, that we are so focused on, hey, partisan fight, partisan fight, and we cover that to the umpteenth degree, uh, and we allow people from the far left and the far right to perpetually declare that we have an existential crisis uh, because of this policy or that policy, this victory or that victory uh, in our nation's capital. And the real existential threat Uh, I agree with Senator Sass in saying, look, it's do we have a shared American civic understanding and can we get back to some of those things that are really at our core as a nation? Can we get back and get beyond the narcissism? 
Can we get back to universal human rights? Can we get back to principled pluralism? Can we get back to government institutions that aren't the middle of the middle of everything but allow entrepreneurs and small business owners to pursue their version of the American dream, have a light touch uh, in terms of what does need to be regulated, and uh, having government do what government's supposed to do and staying out of the rest? Uh, There are so many things within that uh, that we have to unpack and start to process if we're really going to start to change the game in terms of this conversation. Now, we're going to stay with this conversation just a little bit longer. Uh, When we come back, we're going to pick up uh, on some of the things that uh, Senator Sass shared from the Aspen Security Forum in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. He was interviewed by our friend Steve Hayes from The Dispatch. And so coming up, Senator Sass is going to share some interesting things about the state of elections in America. And there is a silver lining to all of this. Find out what that is coming up next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.